Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is up? Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. We are on the road. Give me just two seconds, sending over. Good, there we go. The meeting link over to Mark Ryan, who will join us at 12.15. Very excited to chat with you all here on this Wednesday, of course. We're on the road, got a different mic set up, got a completely different setup. We're in the Ripper Cave, the land of the Rippers, however you want to describe it. Appreciate my good buddies, Nick and Tucker, for allowing me to do this uh, here at their location. <clears throat> John Edwards says he's having trouble with sound. John Edwards, are you having trouble with sound? Is anybody else having trouble with sound? Does anything sound? We're on a different mic. We're obviously on this lavalier mic. We're not on the normal standard mic. Can you all hear me okay? Let me know if you're having any technical issues, audio, uh, what have you. So, okay, Gad says we're good. I don't know, John Edward, it might be a you thing. Either way, I see John Edward, see Youngblood, Braddock, Babes and Waves, Justin Langford, Cody Gaskins, Brendan, DGD, Xavier, Bruin Nation, Madison, what's up? Timber Ball Jr., what's going on? Okay, sounds like audio is good. I don't know, Johnny, but it might be a you thing. It's it's different, yeah. It's different for sure. I can turn down the audio a little bit if it's too loud. If that's better, I'll turn it down. So the lavalier mic, we're still sort of playing around with it, if you will. Um, we're still sort of playing around with the lavalier mic, so we should be good. Anyways, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday. Like I said, we are on the road remote. Uh, went to the Players' Championship yesterday. Had a really, really good time. And obviously didn't want to skip out on making content today. Tomorrow we'll be live as well. And then, of course, Friday we will be off. No TDC on Friday podcast. Stay tuned for the podcast tomorrow. Stay tuned for the podcast tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure what the plan is going to be. Um, just because, of, again, simply we're on the road. The game's tonight. Gamecocks taking on Ole Miss in the SEC tournament. Um, and baseball also taking on USC Upstate. Taking on USC Upstate at Floor Field, by the way. The Upstate Gamecocks. You guys get some baseball tonight once again. But, again, really excited to chat. Just stay tuned, like I said, with the podcast. Not exactly sure if we're going to drop a podcast at 5 a.m. As normal, we might just use TDC as the podcast tomorrow. Of course, as always, the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out. Tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Of course, March Madness just around the corner. Just around the corner. You want to make sure you're making money with our friends over at Prize Picks. So many different ways to win, so many different ways to play. Uh, you can play anything, college sports, pro sports, and of course, guys, everything in between. Like a We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Said MLB is just around the corner. You've got uh, March Madness coming up, college basketball, college baseball. The NBA, of course, is rocking as well. So take advantage. Go sign up, prizepicks.com, and or download the app. Use promo code TSUS and sign up. Receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out. Tell them that Christmas Spurs Up Show sent you. Also, want to shout out our friends over at, if you can see the hat, University Traditions. University Traditions, they sent me this cap. Really appreciate those guys. Uh, Fire hat, by the way. I'm probably going to play a lot of golf in this, but uh, they sent us over the cap. Appreciate them. Gave them the shout out on Twitter, of course, but uh, really, really dope stuff. Check them out at Univ Traditions, UNIV Traditions on Twitter. Uh, They've got these different hats, and they've got them for all SEC teams, by the way. So really, really good stuff. That being said, let's go ahead and jump into your questions. Andrew Murphy, do you think Brewer is the center fielder? Feel like we've got to ride with him because Stone gives you no chance in the box. You can sub Stone late in the game defensively if need be. I mean, yeah, if I've got to pick one or the other, Andrew, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Dylan Brewer. If I've got to pick one or the other, which guy gives you a better chance to have a good at-bat? I think it's Dylan Brewer. I think he's got more upside offensively. I mean, Dylan Brewer... You know, I'll just say this. For Clem sucks when he was there, hit about 210, 215 for them last year, I think it was. I think that's better than what Evan Stone's going to give you. And I hate to say that, but just what we've seen thus far, I think Evan Stone's hit like around 100. Um, I think I think that's much better than what Evan Stone's going to give you. So, unfortunately, unless Will Tippett comes along or, or they decided to, you know, I don't know, somehow, some way, you know, tool with the lineup to where – they get somebody else in there. But, uh, I mean, I think you're going to have to go with one of the other, Stone or Brewer. And right now, I think Brewer is a better option out there. I think he's more likely to uh, give you good production at the plate and give you good offensive at-bats. I, I just – and I don't dislike Evan Stone, obviously. I think he's a great fielder. I think he's a great fielder. But uh, it's no secret. It's no secret, obviously, that he struggles. Uh, he struggles swinging the stick, man. And, and you can't just have an automatic out there in the nine holes. So, uh, great win last night, by the way. Yardcocks do get the job done against the Citadel, which a really, really good win, by the way. I mean, you look, guys, I talked about it a lot in the preseason, and I think you're seeing it, that the biggest difference with this team was, you know, I think SEC play is going to be pretty similar. We're going to be better than last year, but it's going to be similar in the sense that it's, it's going to be a grind. I don't see South Carolina going 18 and 12, 19 and 11, anything crazy. I, I, I don't see that happening. I, I don't. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I just don't see that happening. I think it'll be a grind to get to 16 and 14. If you can get like 17 and 13, you had just a great year. Um, But the biggest difference you saw with this team, we talked about it all preseason long, was the non-conference and the midweeks and not losing, not having inexcusable losses. Now, that's not to say, uh, you know, there's certainly a chance. And I think we probably will at some point lose a midweek game. You know, I said it yesterday when I was sitting there at TPC smoking a cigar, which was an absolute blast, by the way, that – I could very well see you losing a midweek game, and it could have came this week. You know, the Citadel's a quality ball club. You saw, you know, Blake Cooper's uh, pitchers give a, you know give us a little bit of a challenge last night, especially early. 
Uh, and then tonight, you know, you've got USC Upstate at Floor Field, which I think will be a really, really interesting game. You know, they beat Clem Sucks. And what's tough in these midweek games for schools like South Carolina and, you know, others, we see it across college baseball. Heck, Boston College beats Tennessee last night. You know, for a team like a Tennessee or a South Carolina or a Florida or just the SEC team as a whole, a lot of times you're looking at it as, okay, this is the time for us to tinker with our lineup, to try different guys, to give different guys opportunities. They're looking at it as, can we go, go pull this massive upset? It's like our, it's like their World Series, if you will. So midweek losses do happen. Very rarely do you go undefeated in the midweek. But uh, the pitching depth and the embarrassment of riches that you have on the bump, that, that's what you're seeing. I mean, South Carolina, they've got the pitching to avoid those lapses and those hiccups in the midweek. Guys, believe it or not, by the way, here's a, uh, here's a, here's a fun blast of the past. A year ago to the date – was the Tuesday afternoon that South Carolina lost to Xavier. So we've come a long way in just a year. We've come a long way, a very long way in just a year. Uh, but I look back at that game. You were TBA on the bump, and then Wesley Sweat got the start, and you were just throwing guys that really had no business throwing at all. Uh, and that's no diss on Wesley Sweat or anybody like that. But the, the pitching depth was just in a completely different position. It was a completely different completely different spot, and uh, – you know, so you're seeing that, right? When you got a guy like Eli Jones that everything moves and he's really, really good, um, really, really good for you. <clears throat> you got a guy like Eli Jerzenbeck coming in in relief, uh, coming in in relief and, and just shoving the way he did. You got a Nick Proctor throwing tonight. You got Matthew Becker starting for you on the mound. I mean, you're just you're in a really, really good position. You've got the advantage in the midweek. You're, you're not. You've got guys throwing. I mean. Normally, James Hicks is a guy that throws in the midweek, but of course, he threw five innings on Sunday, so he won't. But you've got guys throwing in the midweek that could be throwing on the weekend for any other team. So, and that's again, that that that's where you see these these uh, results like last night, and hopefully tonight. I think South Carolina will get the W. I you know I have no reason not to believe it. I just said yesterday that I would not be surprised if this was the first week where you saw a midweek loss. Um, but, I mean, doubt the Gamecocks at your own peril, right? South Carolina's hot. Uh, South Carolina's red hot. And I think the Gamecocks will get the job tonight. Also, guys, I'm picking South Carolina men's basketball to get the W. Yes, men's basketball. I, I think the Gamecocks, uh, I'm not predicting some sort of Cinderella run or anything, but I think South Carolina does find a way to beat Ole Miss tonight. I think they'll get it done, which, of course, would in turn mean you play Tennessee tomorrow. But which, by the way, if you play, if you win today, you've got Tennessee tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern. So, it's going to be a very interesting tip-off time if you do win tonight. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, either way, you'll get the opportunity to continue to advance in the SEC tournament. We'll see what happens. But uh, sticking with tonight, I, I think the Gamecocks do get, get the job done. I really do. I think they get the job done. Um, would not surprise me at all. I, I think uh, this is a team, of course, this is a team, of course, that you split with. And uh, so, you know, we know South Carolina can beat them. Um, I think they get the job done. I think they get the job done. I forgot exactly what. I'll post the score prediction graphic later. I forgot what score it is that I locked in. Um, but I do have South Carolina getting the win. Yeah, it was 68 to 64. I've got Carolina winning. 68 to 64. I've got the Gamecocks in the dub. Again, guys, we're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. We do have Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate joining us in just a couple of minutes, and I'll go on his show 
at 440, and and what a week. What a week it's been for Mark Ryan. You know, it's interesting. And I would tell Mark this, and I might tell him this when he comes on. Mark Ryan makes my life so much easier because all those Gamecock fans, right? And I say all those like it's everyone. But the Carolina slapdick community, that it, it's like those people that despise me, Mark Ryan distracts them from that. Mark Ryan <laughs> distracts these people from disliking me because they spend all their time disliking him, right? And so, of course, we've all seen the tweets. We've all seen everything. Mark Ryan was at the game Saturday in Greenville, and it was it was, it was, was 90% Clem Sucks fans. And, you know, guys, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So can I argue, Mark, from the standpoint of I was there, I saw it with my own two eyes. I mean, listen, from the pictures, it looked like – it looked like to me it was it was probably 60-40 Clemson. I say who gives a damn. I don't really care. Carolina won the ball game, and if there was more Clemson fans there, great. They got to watch South Carolina get the W. But uh, it has been a very eventful week for Mark Ryan with the Gamecocks fan base. And, and most surprisingly, the Greenville Drive Twitter account. That, that is Mark Ryan versus the Greenville Drive Twitter account was the rivalry we did not know we needed. It was the beef we didn't know existed that ha- has certainly come to life this week. I mean, they were chirping at me a little. I don't think they were necessarily chirping, but, <clears throat> you know, they were tweeting at me. I'm like, why is this minor league baseball Twitter account so active? Like, I, I don't understand what this guy, the intern, is just having a freaking field day, I guess. But either way, really excited to chat with Mark. It should be a riveting conversation. And, uh, <laughs> hey, you guys leave some questions, by the way, for Mark Ryan. I'm sure that uh, – you know, because Mark has obviously shown he will read, he will read the uh, he will read the comments. Mark will read the comments. See, y'all leave your comments in there. If you want to say something, you wanna you wanna chirp Mark Ryan, hey, be my guest. And see, that's why I've told people, it's funny, people say, Why do you bring Mark on the show? Why do you, I mean, why would you not want me to bring him on the show? We have an opportunity here to hold Mark Ryan accountable or to dig deeper, interrogate about things that he says. Why would you not want yours truly to do that? You know, I'm a Gamecock. I'm going to defend the honor of the Gamecocks at the end of the day, right? I want to talk ball, but I mean, you know, Mark Ryan, I'm going to defend South Carolina and and, and question him on why he says some of the things he says. So I'm excited to hear it. And I'm sure Mark's going to stand by everything. And again, I wasn't there in person, so I can't straight up refute. There might have been more Clemson there. I don't know. But I mean, shit, the game was in Greenville. The game was in Greenville, so, uh, what you know, whatever. Anyways, excited to talk with Mark. The bottom line is this. I'm excited to talk baseball and South Carolina winning two of three and everything else that's going on right now, and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, anyways, guys, if you have any questions, though, you know that Mark Ryan reads the comments. I- I'm sure he would love to hear from you all. Joey 80, how do you think the Gamecocks are going to do once they get an SEC play? with how their bats haven't been heating up until mid-game. Um, again, man, I, I think it's going to be a grind, Joey. I, I think that, uh, you know, I picked South Carolina to be a 34-win team overall, 15-15 and 15 in conference play. I think they might be closer to a 37 or 38-win team. I, I think so. I think South Carolina's overall record is probably going to be a little bit better than I predicted because, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't predict them starting 12-1. and one, You know what I mean? I, I – you know, I, I thought they might lose a game here or there, but, uh, you know, kudos to them. They've done a hell of a job. I mean, just crushing non-conference. Um, 
But, you know, I, I think it's going to be about 15 and 15. Maybe it's going to be 16 and 14. You know, maybe you hit that 17. But, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's going to be a grind, guys. I mean, there's, there's going to be weekends that doesn't go our way. Just go ahead and buckle up and get yourself ready. There's going to be weekends that it does not go our way. Bottom line. I mean, there's just going to be – there's going to be Friday nights we can't hit, right? It's in there. It's absolutely in there. So, and I mentioned that, uh, I think, yesterday in the clip that I posted that you know, that's what it'll come down to. It's, 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 we are a good team this year. We are. We're a postseason team. There's no doubt we're a dangerous baseball team. How do we fare, though, against the upper echelon elite arms of the SEC that you're inevitably going to see game in, game out, weekend in, weekend out? How do we fare against those guys? I mean, that, and that's, and guys, that's a question that I really don't have the answer to. I mean, I, I can't predict that. You know, the only way to find out is, is, Let's see it happen. Let's see it take place because South Carolina's hot right now. I mean, you got a good chance. You know, you win tonight, guys, not to spoil my predictions for the weekend, but I'm sure y'all know you play Bethune-Cookman. I, I don't see you losing a game. I, I'd be shocked if you did. So if you win tonight, you're what? You're third – no, excuse me. You're – yeah, you're 13-1 and one if you win tonight. You're 13-1. and one. Should be 16-1 and one after the weekend. And then you got Presbyterian on Tuesday. You should be 17-1. and one going into SEC play. You should be 17-1. and one. So, South Carolina's hot. There ain't no question they're hot. And that first SEC weekend, I think it's one that we, we may be sleeping on a little bit because you got so many other big SEC series. But it's, it's a big one. It, it's, it's a big one, no doubt. South Carolina, uh, Brian, travels to Athens, Georgia to take on the Dogs. I, I think that's going to be a really intriguing series. Georgia is a team... That again, they're just a dangerous SEC team. I don't, I don't know that you know D1 baseball did not have them in their postseason predictions. They were one of the teams they left out of making the regionals. So I think Georgia is probably going to be a, a 12 or 13 SEC or 12 or 13 win SEC team. But they're a good ball club. You just saw them take down Georgia Tech. I think it was last weekend. Who's a really good team in their own right. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. That's going to be a lot of fun one to watch, and that, that'll set the tone, of course, for SEC play. But you know, I, I would not be surprised. I think winning two out of three would be a really, really good weekend. Let's get Mark Ryan on the line here. He is waiting in the background. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Offsides with Mark Ryan every day, three to seven. Mark, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time. How you doing? Always good to be on with you guys and uh, the Spurs up crowd. And uh, how's the golf game going, brother? It's well. So I didn't play yesterday. We went under the Players' Championship down in Jacksonville, went to TPC Sawgrass, had an absolute blast. Did you know, Mark Ryan, I'm not sure if you knew this, you can play out there for the low price of $750 for 18 holes. I learned that. Sounds yesterday. like a bargain. Sounds like a bargain, <laughs> man. Sounds, sounds like a bargain. Sounds like a bargain indeed. And I asked my buddies I was with, I said, if you could not post about it on Instagram or tell anybody you played there, would you still pay that? They were like, absolutely not. So I was like, okay, well, at least you're honest. At least you're honest. So, yeah, it's all about the flex. Mark, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. I'll start by saying this. Mark Ryan versus the Greenville Drive was the beef I didn't know I needed in my life. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, man. That is absolutely <sighs> insane and ridiculous. And so, like, you know, Chris, as, as, you, uh, as, you, as you have some time in, in this career, you know, as I do, as I've learned, and as you've learned, one of the things that people really respond to that I, I find fascinating is fan behavior. Right. Hmm. So it's like it's like, look, you discuss fan behavior, what fans do, what fans don't do. And what people think is, you know, they see me say something and they're like, oh, Clemson Homer, Clemson Homer. Chris, you know, as well as I do, 
if that crowd had been 70-30 Gamecocks, I'd have been like, Clemson fans, this is shameful. You know, you're being outproduced here 70-30, right? I absolutely would have said it if the, if the shoe was on the other foot. What floored me is, you know, number one, predictably, you talk about that and it's a fun conversation. It's like neutral side game. Neutral side games don't have to be equidistant. 50% of the tickets were applied to each school. How the hell is this two-thirds, one-third Clemson? You know, what? like how many Gamecock fans were selling their tickets to Clemson fans? And if they are, I'm sure you'd agree those fan cards should be permanently revoked for life, you know, because the Greenville Drive has been very clear about the fact that 50% of the tickets were applied to each school. And literally, Chris, everybody was there. Now, people might have a slightly different number. I heard 75-25 Clemson. I heard 55-45 Clemson. My number was two-thirds, one-third, so that's 66-33 Clemson. But literally every single person said there were more Clemson fans there. And so I don't want to hear that, man, there was the women's game going on at the same time. Um, what do you, does the fan base only have 10,000 members? You know what I mean? Like, what, what do you mean the women's game is going on at the same time? Is the, is the fan base that small that they can't have 4,000 people at the drive game and, and 10,000 people at the, at the uh, women's game? So what, what floored me, though, Chris, is the Greenville Drive's reaction. I still have no explanation for why they're bent about this. Like, are they closet Gamecock fans? You know, well, like, like I, I don't get like, if you put yourself in their shoes, right? The Greenville Drive uses the stadium floor fields. They use the stadium. So why would they be upset at my observation that there were more Clemson fans there than South Carolina fans? Like, it's, it, it's absolutely flooring to me. But yeah, man, you come at the bowl, you're going to get the horns, you know? Well, everybody, everybody's got a side, Mark, because I even saw, I'm sure you did too, that uh, Erskine softball was was trying to like pick a fight and start some beef. And I'm like, it, it all comes out. You either bleed garnet and black or orange and purple in this state, and there really is no in-between. Now, obviously, you're a Gator guy. but uh, well, yeah, Erskine every, softball was trying to start a beef with who? They, I forget the exact tweet. I mean, I, okay. I could pull it up, but it was – let me see. I, yeah, I want to make sure I'm not – I'm, I'm, I'm citing my sources here because I, I, I put it on our timeline. Um, let's see. Where is it at? Where did this go? Somebody, one of our big cock club members can probably pull this up if I can't find it. But anyways, they, they you got tweeted. You the best at, club names, man. You got the best club names dude, on planet Earth. Dude, hey, <laughs> look at these slides I just got, man. Big cock club slides. These look are exclusive at that. right here. Somebody's yeah. dropping an HBD. Is it your birthday today? <laughs> no, not for me. Not oh, for me. Okay. I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who's okay. birthday. Maybe somebody in the chat. It's their birthday. I want to okay. find this. I don't know exactly where it is. Um, while we're on the line, anyways, I- I'll just say this about here. It is. Here's Erskine Softball's Twitter account, which it's so funny. The interns that run these accounts, how they just. I don't know. I, I well, well, was stick. there was there beef with you with me? No, not with me. Beef? No, not 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 with me. And they may have actually. They may have actually deleted it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, it was about the R State thing, which we'll, def- we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll jump into sure. that after this. And get sure. So when Gamecocks sure. Athletics said this is R State and it always has been, there was just a Clem Sucks fan that said this is why you can't give these idiots anything, blah, blah, blah. They do this. They, <laughs> they won one year. And then so Drew Wallace, shout out to him, Associate Athletic Director for Operations and External Relations at Erskine College. Quote tweeted that, 
and said, this is spot on. Please show some stats, data, anything that supports this claim. I would, I would say act like you've been there before, but have they really? Then Erskine Softball tweeted at him in a reply and said, agreed with a gif of Snoop Dogg saying, no, you have not to insinuate the Gamecocks. Have never so I'm like, where is this beef with Erskine coming from? I, I don't know, man. It is man, really. look, there, there's, there's, beefs, there's beefs going on uh, everywhere. everywhere, man. Uh, but let me tell you this. That environment made me a college baseball fan. Okay, we got Andrew Murphy here in the chat saying, what was my reaction to Messina's home run? Where does it rank among the longest home runs I've seen? That was, you could hear a collective oh bleep from Clemson fans when that happened. Because when it's 7-3 to three and you've done the seventh inning stretch – you should win that game. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I can honestly say, I do not remember the last time there was a bigger mismatch between a collection of pitchers and a lineup than Clemson trying to go up against Clemson's relief pitchers. Relief, Chris. Relief. Mm-hmm. They're called relief. They're supposed to offer relief. Okay? They should call them heartburn pitchers. You know what I'm saying? That's all they did. They literally could do nothing against the uh, the Gamecock lineup. Man, I honestly was just grateful to be there and experience that. 11-9, uh, and nine, we got the best game of the series. The wife loved it. The kid loved it. I woke up Saturday. I wasn't a college baseball fan uh, because nowhere that I've been was it a big deal, right? Uh, and when I went to bed Saturday night, I was a huge college baseball fan. Hmm. That was incredible. I think that should be used in promotional materials throughout the country that environment, that scene to promote the sports. And you know me, Chris, like I have fun with the attendance. I have fun with what I'm seeing. It's meant to be in fun. It's meant to create debate and conversation and to have a good time. And, you know, you got Gamecock fans upset by it. You got the Greenville Drive upset by it. Uh, I don't understand why the Greenville Drive are upset by it. I don't get it, you know. Um, but, Chris, I guess my, my point would be that, you know, they said we, we, you know, gave 50% of tickets to each school, but it was obvious that it wasn't 50-50. And so, Chris, you know, I, I think I saw what you said. You said, you know, this is not really a neutral site. And I would say it is a neutral site. A neutral site doesn't have to be equidistant. And the distance to Clemson is 40 minutes. The difference to South Carolina is an hour and 40 minutes. Why were there more Clemson fans there than South Carolina fans? That's a one-game-a-year thing, man. That's a one-game-a-year thing. So I would say that um, the, the Gamecock fans that were there were loud, were great, were boisterous, um, and that's what you want. You want that obnoxious feel, right? But it was surprising to me that it wasn't 50-50. Maybe it, should, maybe it shouldn't be surprising to me it wasn't 50-50, but it clearly wasn't 50-50, Chris. Yeah, and I will say this again. I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it, it was funny. I had people coming at me, not like they've been coming at you, but coming at me. And I was just felt like I was just stating the obvious that, you know, I, I've always loved the Greenville game. Um, I, I think Floor Field's an incredible venue. It's an incredible venue for baseball. And uh, I, I will say this: what I think is funny, and I, I again, I think having self awareness is very important, whether as a human being, as a as a fan of a team, what have you. And, I, and I'll say this from the Gamecock side. When South Carolina, because it obviously used to be floor field just every year, right? That was the neutral site game in the series. 
And I remember when this game, this series was played in the midweek and Floor Field was still the neutral site game. And uh, when we were kicking their ass every year, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, on the diamond, nobody cared that the game was at Floor Field. And uh, it was not even something that was brought up. It was, you know, into the mid-2010s, later 2010s, or mid-2010s, I should say, when we started losing that game on what felt like a yearly basis that, uh, you know, the, the moans and the groans from the Gamecocks fan base started to arise. And it's like, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a home game for Clem Sucks. We need to move the game, what have you. So the only point that I made to your tweet was that it didn't surprise me. And I wasn't saying that it is a neutral site game. I think it truly is a neutral site. But the feeling amongst the Gamecock fan base is it's served as a de facto home game for them because it is much – it is closer – to Clem Sucks' campus. But, I mean, did it surprise me? What Does it bother me if somebody says it was 60-40? I don't give a damn. I mean, I really don't care. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. The game is literally in the upstate. If Yeah, I mean, if people sold their tickets to Tiger fans, then, you know, shame on them. I mean, just shame on them, bottom line. I don't know if maybe they sold them after the Friday night game or, or just they just wanted to rake in the money because those tickets were pretty expensive. But, you know, either way, whatever. Whatever people want to do with their tickets, their money, I don't really give a damn. It's really none of my concern. But uh, let, let's get to the fan upstate's tweet. All right. That, that, that's the one. That, and, I, dude, here, here's the thing. See, people – I think people – why people can't just enjoy somebody like your content or even like my content. People take things too personally. They, oh, they just yeah. do. If you can just no, enjoy the – if you, Yeah, right. If you, but if you can just enjoy the entertainment aspect and not take anything personally, and, like, obviously somebody like yourself and certainly myself, I can speak from my vantage point, Mark, that, you know, I, I have to. I couldn't do what I do without adopting the take-nothing-personally mentality because if you do something on social media, if you have an entity and you take everything everybody says to you personally – you'd probably think you're scum of the earth because of some of the things you'll read and you'll see and you'll hear, what have you. Either way, though, so I don't take it personally. So I see this tweet from the Fan Upstate. Obviously, you guys were talking about it on your show, what, yesterday, Monday, whatever it was, and about the attendance. And, of course, this goes hand-in-hand with the Gamecocks online tweet. This is our state. It's always been our state. And, of course, yours truly, um, you know, we, we've been milking it. I mean, as you should. It's a rivalry, poking at the Clemsucks people. It's been awesome. It's been a blast. But, uh, you know, you guys had your commentary on the fan update, and then people took so much issue with the picture that was used of it being the Cajun Cafe. Did I take that personally? No. I, I understand. Like, it didn't bother me. I knew when I looked at the picture that it was not a picture from that game. I, I knew that for a fact. But a lot of Twitter did take it personally. So walk everybody through, the people that might have missed this, the picture that was used, why it was used, and just your whole thoughts on the reaction to all of it. Yeah, well, Chris, as you know, um, <clears throat> as you know, uh, we have multiple local shows on our on our station. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, whenever somebody posts anything that pisses anybody off, it is naturally assumed <laughs> that it is me. You know, uh, right? right? I mean, right. it is like right. people immediately jump to to my name. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't, mm-hmm. but. Um, nine times out of 10, Chris, I am not the one posting that. It actually amazes me that people think I have the capability of putting that all together and putting out a link in the middle of the show. You know, like, man, are there three of me, you know, that where I'm able to, to do all that together? So the way that that works is, um, you know, we address the South Carolina calling it their state 
It's our state. It always has been. We address that on the show. I'll give you my opinion on that in a minute. Um, and what Diesel did, Diesel is my producer, and he said, uh, we think that they're going to have to show up a little bit more for these baseball games and other games before they can make that claim. And we, we like to attach a picture to everything. The issue is, Chris, and, and you'll remember right away, Chris, I've had some conversations with you off the air about this, that because of legality, we have to use pictures that are provided by a source called USA Today and Getty Images. We have a login and a sign in to those sites. And on our station Twitter account, we're unable to post pictures that are not from there. And they have no pictures from Floor Field. So what Diesel's going to do in that situation is just post a picture of Clemson fans, right? He's going to post a picture of Clemson fans because the argument was that, um, look, before you claim it as your state, you got to check all these boxes. And so, Chris, between you and I, I don't see the tweet. I don't see how he words it. I don't see what he's posting. And then I get blamed for everything. Right now, I w- you see what I'm saying? Like, and, and it works this way every single time. You know, if you ever want to give backup to your boy, I'll accept it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but like, and I'm not blaming Diesel because I don't think Diesel did anything wrong there. You know what I mean? Like, he never said this is a photo of Floor Field. But, um, you know, so people jump off. And what Twitter has become and social media has become is a bunch of people that are acting like they know everything, Chris. They are acting like they know the rules of journalism. They mm. act like they know what is legal and what is not. These guys are frauds. It's not. All we're doing is follow the... We are rebels. You know that we are rebels, but we are following the rules that are assigned to us. And I don't fault Diesel at all for uh, the way that he posted that. Um, I still am perplexed as to, you know, why the Greenville Drive cares so much. But, you know, Chris, we haven't addressed this a lot on your show, but dating back to the Shane Beamer comments and the Greenville drive. What it shows you is everybody realizes the value of our voice, right? Everyone realizes the impact that we have, right? Otherwise Shane Beamer never comments. Otherwise the Greenville drive are not commenting. I just don't understand why the Greenville drive have a beef. What do they care? (laughs) Like, wouldn't you think like they would just care that sold out, you know? Like, man, this is amazing that we have this awesome atmosphere. What do they care what the percentage of fans are at the game? So I still have not gotten an explanation for that. I'd love your thoughts on the uh, on the tweet itself, Chris. But I will say that the Gamecocks Athletics tweeting that it's our state and always has been is really cool from their standpoint in this sense. It is very on brand. It is brash. It is cocky. It speaks to their fan base, right? Um, The fan base itself, I've said, has had a bit of an inferiority complex where you guys got to realize that you can achieve anything. There is nothing limiting your potential. So I thought, Chris, it really spoke to their fan base. As to whether the Gamecocks own the state or not, I think it takes a little bit more than 100 days to do that, Chris. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been 100 days of dominance. And they've been a glorious 100 days if you're a Gamecock fan. Football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball series, right? But you own the state and you always have. That's that's not been my experience, Chris. That's not that's not been my experience. But I appreciate 
the bombastic nature. I appreciate the attitude. I appreciate the want to. And I appreciate the fact that it stirs up conversation. Because you know, Chris, the, the conversation, you always say it. What? The beauty is in the banter, right? It is indeed. The beauty is in the banter. And for, for what it's worth, I love the tweet. And because I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm acting the same way. So, hey, act like you've... I'll say this, the, the whole phrase, act like you've been there. You're almost more so just speaking into existence, right? Like, I agree with you to solidify you own the state. You must now do it again. You must go beat them in football again. You must beat them in baseball again. You must continue to win these sports or win more than you lose. Um, and it's been quite a while. Obviously, it had been since at minimum 2013 since South Carolina had done a clean, a clean sweep. So, uh Enjoy it. I mean, I, I love it. I love the cockiness. I love rubbing in their face. So, you know, <laughs> I'm critical on many things, but that is one that I'm like, you know what? I love that. I absolutely love that. And Gamecock fans should love that. Why not? Isn't, isn't it something, it. Chris? Isn't it something that, like, people think you represent brash, cocky, bombastic Gamecock fans? And people think I represent Clemson elitist homerism. Right. Okay. And I actually find that you and I are two of the most actually objective people you could, you could possibly yeah. find. You know, yeah. if you guys are watching this and you don't think I would have come at Clemson fans if the Gamecocks had outnumbered him 70-30, you don't know me very well. Yeah. I absolutely would have. Right. Yeah. It's a fun conversation. By the way, Jacob E says he's guessing the Greenville driver upset because they don't want the game to move. If it seems one sided fan wise, they may move location and they don't like that, that location should not move. Chris and your listeners, you guys educate me. I've been here four years. I didn't know it used to be at Floor Field every year. Yeah. I don't know so why this, it was, I don't well, know why so, it was made I, to move at all. Yeah, let me, let me, so let me explain this too. So this series, believe it or not, Mark, this is going like late 2000s, mid 2000s, what have you. And, you know, this used to be a four-game series, and the four games were played in the midweek throughout the season. So it wasn't just one series. Like, so you'd play Clem sucks all throughout the year. And uh, one game was at their, it used to be one game was at founders. One game was at their place. They, they used to play in Charleston. Uh, they play in floor field. And then it went to the three game series format. I'm not exactly when that started. I'm not exactly sure when that started late 2000s, early 2010, something like that. So they went to the three game series. South Carolina, Clem sucks, and then Greenville. And it was Greenville for the next, like, five, six years in a row. And that's it. And then, again, the complaints started to come in when South Carolina started to lose about, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a de facto home game for Clem sucks. Like, we, we need it. So this, this alternating between Greenville and Columbia, this is recent. This is, like, as of, like, two or three years ago, right? Because I've got buddies that made that Greenville trip every single year. And I remember even they weren't thrilled as Gamecock fans when that happened because it's like, you know, they're messing. So, like, next year's series, obviously, it'll be – the game will be Friday in Columbia at Founders, Saturday at Segra Park in Columbia, and then Sunday at Clem Sucks' ballpark. So, yeah, this is kind of a newer thing. It used to be at the Greenville Drive Stadium every single year, which, you know, again, I'm sure they're not thrilled that it's this alternating – I, I, you know, I, I'm a bit biased in saying this. I would love to see the neutral site moving North Augusta. I'm from that area, but they've got a beautiful ballpark in the CSRA. That to me is completely neutral. That just in my opinion, but I mean, I don't hate it how it is now, but uh, yeah, it used to be at the drive stadium every year, believe it or not. So, yeah. And I think Gamecock fans voices of complaining, uh, our, vo our voices got it moved 
So it is what it is. Yeah. There's power in the voice. I I look at it differently. I look at it differently, Chris, than what, you know, and I appreciate uh, what this, what Jacob E said about Mm -hmm. why the driver upset. I, I can understand why they would be worried about losing the game. If, if, if the picture is taken and they feel like that contributes to that. But I would say, Chris, I would take it upon Gamecock fans to make sure you guys have a majority there. Everybody that wanted to be in that stadium could have been in that stadium. Everybody. Yeah. I called the ticket office to get tickets. Okay. Uh, I saw tickets available for sale online. Right. Mm. So if you're in that stadium and you're a Gamecock fan and it's pretty obviously not 50 50, you, you re- the, the fan base really has no one to blame but themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'll say this, too, on the point of Charleston. People loved the Charleston game, but I think they stopped playing it there because it was just so far away from the upstate, which, you know, as I sit here right now in Savannah, Georgia, I can tell you that it's very far to come <laughs> to come down here. It's not the closest thing in the world. So uh, I totally get it. But anyways, anyways, we've talked so much about attendance. And if you don't mind, I would love to put that to the side and talk the actual sure. baseball series that – that took place, my friend. And again, you were there Saturday. And, you know, I, I call it, Mark, the best rivalry in all of college baseball. And I understand that, again, I'm a bit biased. And it's been probably a couple of years since, you know, it really deserved that title. In the sense of both teams were really good and elite top 15, top 10 programs, if you will. But I still view it that way. And, uh, man, I mean, Saturday truly lived up to it. What an insane game. You witnessed it there in person. Then, of course, South Carolina they take care of business on Sunday, which I fully expected at Founders Park, right, with the pitching advantage. But uh, Friday, a tough game for South Carolina. Gamecocks fell. Just overall, the series, obviously, I know, Mark, you kept up with it all all weekend long. You were there Saturday. But the Gamecocks at the end do win two out of three. And I, you know, I got some pushback last week. And I know we talked about it, right? And I predicted the two of three. And I think you saw, Mark, why I did that. Because, you know, Clem Sucks was down and out, had lost four in a row. They had looked terrible. Everybody had thought, you know, they're, they're just they're just horrific. The Gamecocks are going to win every game in blowout fashion. And I just knew with the passion of this rivalry, which you live it, you see it day in, day out, the passion of this rivalry, a desperate Clemsucks team. Um, you know, I, I thought there was a good chance that you would get the Tigers' best shot and they would steal a game, and that's exactly what happened. Your overall thoughts just on the series as a whole and, and what your major takeaways were. I love that you say Clemson stole the game. Chris, they almost stole two games, okay? They did. Like, yeah, dude, and yeah. I'll tell you this, Mark. Admittedly, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Baseball's a crazy game. But if you'd asked me around the fifth inning Saturday, I, I thought Carolina was dead. I, I, I was like, I will be stunned if they come back. And that's exactly what you do, man. Sixth, seventh, and eighth innings were just electric for South Carolina. Uh, Chris, I, I thought that series would suck anybody into college baseball. You know, and really, you start to realize, Chris, that it, it, is, it is the atmosphere that makes the sport, right? Mm-hmm. Any sport can feel hopping. Any sport can feel dead, right? We've all seen the Scrubbing Bubbles toilet bowl on TV in bowl season. There's nobody there, right? Uh, there's nobody there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's lame and it's dead. We've seen, we've experienced games in all sports with electric atmospheres that are, that are hopping, you know, the, the outdoor hockey games, the atmosphere that those have are immense. And now I am hosting the Spurs Up show on myself, on my own. Okay, we are back. I don't know what in the world is going on. I also don't know why the camera is so messed up. 
I don't even know if you guys can hear me. We completely lost Mark Ryan there for a moment. Oh, let's see. Damn it. My bad, guys. I don't know what just happened there. I really have no idea. I'm going to try to play around with the camera real quick. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Um, Let's see. I don't know. We're going to try to get Mark back in here, though. I know that. We're going to try to get Mark. That was that was aggressive. Yeah, we're on Firefox now. I, I don't know if I don't know if Google Chrome has anything to do with it, because I'm telling you, it's it's I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Again, I'm going to I'm going to try to get Mark Ryan back in here. Um, anyways, appreciate you all. Tuck, no, it's it's not the Wi-Fi. It's it's not the Wi-Fi, my guy. I just sometimes, sometimes, man, I don't know. The hackers just hit us, and Melon just completely glitches. But I tell you, it's it's weird. It's it's got something to do, I think, with the camera and Google Chrome. And I, I don't think Google Chrome likes the camera, but I I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why the camera here is not showing me. Let's oh let's see. There we go. Okay, high resolution. I had to change it. Okay, all right. So we're back to normal now. We just wait. Madison, uh, Mark Ryan is a Florida grad. Mark Ryan is a Florida grad. He is a Florida fan. He is not a fan of the Gamecocks or Clemsucks, and I hate that. We were right in the middle of. We were right in the middle of Mark Ryan talking about the series. Um, anyways, hopefully we can get him back. And I'm not even going to jump into a break yet. I do apologize, guys. That was nuts. I hate that we spent like 30 minutes talking about the attendance stuff, which it's it's really just not even that important. Maybe we'll just – maybe I'll just rock with Firefox from now on because it seems to be much better. Fingers crossed. I say that and the thing's likely to go crazy. But uh, appreciate the Rippers allowing me to post up at their spot. And, uh, yeah, Travis, you didn't, you didn't miss a ton. You didn't miss a ton. Um, I have – texted Mark Ryan to see if he can jump back in, but I don't know where Mark is. He dipped out. I don't know. Hopefully Mark can jump back in. I would love to hear his thoughts on the series and everything else. Again, we spent literally like 30 minutes discussing the attendance, which, um, yeah, let me make sure. Oh, yep. Thank you. Brendan, thank you. We were on the wrong microphone. How about how, how did nobody else point that out? Do we sound better now? We're on the Scarlet. Yeah, I'm on Firefox, so I had to forget I had to change. Firefox didn't remember any of my configurations. So, Brendan, you let me know, my guy in the Daily Crow. You let me know. Um, <clears throat> you let me know if everything's fixed. Yeah, we should be back to the the microphone. Yeah. So I, I don't know, Brendan. The camera issues might be on you because we are. All right, let's try to get Mark Ryan back in here. Uh, let's see. Let's see if he is in. Can I get him to Mark? What's up, man? Can you flip your phone, my guy? Sorry, that was the uh, I think the Greenville Drive hackers got a uh, yeah, got us there. So, anyways, can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? I cannot hear you. Okay, we are let's see, we are dealing with technical issues give me two minutes mark ryan give me two minutes guys y'all give me two minutes hey let's go ahead let's jump into a break let's call an audible and we'll figure this thing out on the other side we'll be right back
Okay, we're going to ditch the camera. The camera is donezo. We are ditching that camera. I don't know what happened with that, but we are back on uh, Google Chrome. It seems like you guys are saying that the the camera was or the graphics or something were really, really bad. So we're going to try to get Mark back in here. I do apologize again. This has been a hell of a day. This is making me think maybe I don't know about these remote shows, man. If we're not in studio, things can get a little crazy. So we'll try to get Mark back in. Um We'll try to get Mark back in. <laughs> Craziness. Y'all let me know if it's better. My guy, Brennan M., always holding us accountable. We should be better now, Brennan M. You let me know. Mic, camera, everything. We should be better. Anyways, my goodness, what a crazy day. What a crazy day thus far. What a crazy day. When the hackers hit, they hit hard, folks. When the hackers hit, they hit hard. Hey, just a one-man operation. We are not a technology company. That is a fact. We are not a technology company nor an analytics company. I'm a guy with a mic and a podcast. So here we go. Um, we should be fixed again. Mark was just—I I don't know. It wasn't—it wasn't showing Mark correctly either. So that whole Firefox thing was a complete fail. I, I don't know uh, what's going on with the Logitech camera. Every now and I don't know. Every now and then it just completely—it just completely bugs out. And I don't know if it's Melon or if it's the laptop or if it's that camera or what it is. Either way, we're rocking with the FaceTime camera. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in. 8437903377. That is 8437903377. Uh, Madison, in the meantime, could you update us on the upcoming baseball schedule? Yes, Gamecocks have got USC upstate tonight at Four Field, 6:30 on ESPN Plus this weekend. They got a three-game series against Bethune Cookman. Friday at 7. Saturday at 4, I want to say, and then Sunday at 1.30. Double-check me on those times. Next week, Tuesday night against Presbyterian College at 7. And the next weekend, you begin SEC play at Georgia in Athens. Um, so that is your upcoming schedule thus far, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But uh, some exciting ball games upcoming for sure. Some exciting ball games upcoming for sure. Uh, anytime Brendan M is typing for a long time, I get nervous because that means something must be going wrong. Uh, we are back on Google Chrome. We should be good. Everything should be good. It looks good on my end. Austin Greer, you want to let me know in the chat? Somebody let me know in the chat. I, I hate that I feel like when we go on the road sometimes, or really just some days, we spend more time dealing with technical issues than we actually do talking Gamecocks. Um, Anyways, we spend more time talking technical issues than game time. Okay, Gad says we're fine. I'm going to try to get Mark Ryan back in here. I'm going to try to get Mark. I, I, I appreciate his flexibility and, and, and dealing with all the madness with the technical stuff. Um, but we should be good the rest of the show. Again, I've switched from the other camera we were using to the FaceTime camera. The FaceTime camera, not as high a quality, but we have far, far, far less glitches on that side. So, again, really interesting comments from Mark Ryan. Again, like I said, I hate that we spent that we spent the majority of a segment talking about the attendance stuff. I hate that. I hate that truly. Anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Again, guys, I do want to remind you. I did a great conversation. Uh, did a great show with the guys over at the Agoji podcast that played football at South Carolina. Dawson Hoffman, uh, Corbett Glick. And Patrick Reedy, those names might sound familiar to you. Again, they all played football during the Must Champ era and even as recently as 2021. So those guys have seen a lot. 
got to sat got got to sit down with them last week, talk Gamecocks business life, all that good stuff, and uh, and the podcast, the show released. I think it was Sunday afternoon, something like that, or Monday maybe. But uh, we've been posting a lot of clips from it. Really dope conversation. Two hours of great content. Definitely, highly suggest you guys check that out. So. Uh, anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into a break. I don't know if Mark Ryan's going to jump back on or not, but we're going to jump into a break. On the other side, guys, we will get into more of your questions, comments, calls. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, are back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Thank you all so much for rolling with the punches. I, I know the technical issues are annoying. They are annoying for yours truly as well, but uh, we press forward and we press on. So I'm not exactly sure if we're going to get Mark Ryan back at any point, but uh, if we do, that'll be great. If we don't, we will continue and proceed. Either way, 843 337 to my guys. The phone lines are wide open. Would love to hear your thoughts on everything. What a weird week it's been on the Daily Crow, by the way. Um, <clears throat> you know, technical issues, glitches, fire alarm goes off. I mean, just just nuts. But uh, either way, we rock, we roll, and we'll make adjustments. We'll make adjustments moving forward. That's the beauty of this thing. It's, it's never perfect. And, uh, you know, it's never perfect. <laughs> we just keep making adjustments and keep it moving. So, anyways, guys, uh, James Kendall says, probably set off the sprinklers and killed the camera. I don't know. Maybe so, man. Maybe so. Maybe that's what happened. Um, yeah, Travi, hopefully we have one more game after tonight in basketball indeed, for sure. Uh, side note, by the way, my good buddy Brad Crawford over at 24-7 Sports, he did his top, what was it, 35 college football coaches heading into the 2023 season, ranked Shane Beamer the 24th best head coach in college football. How do you feel about those rankings? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is it low? Is it high? I don't think it's high at all. I think you're going to continue to see Shane Beamer move up those rankings. I think as he continues to prove that what he's building at South Carolina is for the long run, and it's a brand and a product that is here to stay, and it's not just a flash in the pan, I think you will see Shane Beamer continue to move up. Um, I have no issues with him being ranked 24th, but I've said this many times. I, I think the thing that separates Shane Beamer from others and what makes him fit South Carolina so well is he really truly embraces the challenge and he loves the University of South Carolina. He believes in what it can be and not what it's always been. And, and that attitude creates sort of this, this, this infectious energy that oozes out of him with ease. And I think recruits resonate with that. Their families resonate with that. Transfers resonate with that. And it's why you're seeing them have such great success on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal. And the plan and the expectation is that will lead to even more success on the field. So... I believe in Shane Beamer. We all believe in Shane Beamer, and I think those coaches' rankings, I think you will see Coach Beamer continue to move up those rankings slowly but surely as the results follow during his time in Columbia. Blind Squirrel, do you play any musical instruments? Just curious, because you're always moving when you speak. 
no blind squirrel. I don't play any musical instruments at all. I just, um, I've got a lot of energy, man. And I believe in a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. So whatever you do, keep it moving. I just can't imagine sitting here just stone like this. Like, like, like that would give off the, the, and you know, it, it would be assumed that I'm, I'm bored and, uh, I, I don't know. No, blind squirrel. I'm not a musician by any means, but, uh, I just, I do talk with my hands, right? I do talk with my hands and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm full of energy, and I just, I don't know, man. I keep it moving. So, anyways, excited for Coach Beamer, what he's building. And, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to continue to see Shane Beamer move up those rankings, no doubt. 843-790-3377, guys. would love to hear from you. Phone lines are open. You know, we're at a point in the year, it's really interesting. And I guess you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know this by Mark Ryan's Twitter. But it's interesting. This is a little bit more of a calm time of year, right? It's a calm time of year where, again, football's in the rear view. I know baseball's in full swing, but we haven't gotten SEC play. Basketball's winding down. It's nice, though. It's peaceful. It's peaceful for sure. It's, uh, you know, and so it's why I'm taking so much advantage. I mean, guys, I'll tell you, taking so much advantage of doing this thing remote and uh, the flexibility, right, the flexibility of doing the show remotely and 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 you know, taking a day here or there to, to do different things and to travel, what have you. Uh, it's a cool thing, and I'm going to be doing more of it. I think uh, end of this month, going into the first month of April, I think we're going on a, on a family beach trip. The second week of April, I'll be in Hilton Head for the RBC Heritage. We'll be there basically the entire week. Uh, the end of that month, going on a cruise to celebrate my sister's birthday. So we're, we're going to be all over the place in the month of April. And the spring tour starts. Our spring tour starts with Carolina Alehouse. So really excited for that. Going to be at all the different Carolina Alehouse locations across the state of South Carolina beginning March 23rd and going all throughout the end of the month of April. Of course, that'll be every single Thursday. And I look forward to seeing you all there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. And we're also working, we're working on big things behind the scenes as well. Working on big things behind the scenes. Um, that I cannot wait to share with you all. Again, 843-790-3377. Brian Dean says, South Carolina beat a very good Citadel team. Austin Greer mentioned they also had a pitcher throwing 96. I mean, Citadel's a quality ball club. Should they beat South Carolina? I'm certainly not saying that, but they're a quality ball club. I, I didn't say that South Carolina could lose a midweek game this week because I was just trying to cut up and make jokes or, or just cause a stir on social media. The Citadel and USC Upstate are quality ball clubs, for sure. And so if South Carolina is able to go through this week and you win tonight and, um, you know, you take care of your business, I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive. And I'm not saying throw a parade or give them a, you know, give, give them a trophy if you do, right, give them a medal. But those are quality wins. Those are quality wins. These are not just, you know, it's not Queens. It's not North Carolina a &T. This is a different level of midweek opponent. And, you know, I'm not saying it's like Southern Miss, who Ole Miss played last night or what have you, but they're games that you could very well lose. And I, I think it, again, speaks to South Carolina's pitching depth. And when you've got guys like Eli Jones and Jerzen Beck and Matthew Becker, who's starting tonight, and, you know, James Hicks is normally pitching in the midweek, and, and you've got your other guys in your bullpen that you're going to, when you've got those type of dudes pitching in the midweek, that's a really, really good thing because, again, those are weekend arms. Those are weekend arms that are pitching in the midweek for you. And what a luxury that is. So, 
you know, it's it's a credit to Mark Kingston, Justin Parker, that entire coaching staff for building up that pitching rotation, building up that pitching staff. And, uh, yeah, Eli Jerzenbeck, man, you, you, you mentioned him. He's a stud, dude. I mean, e- Eli Jerzenbeck is a dude. He's already a dude. And all this is really serving him pitching in the midweek. It's just grew, grooming him to be a weekend guy. I mean, it's a luxury. <clears throat> it's a luxury that you don't have to throw Eli Jerzenbeck uh, in the weekend at this point. Let him as a freshman get his feet wet right. Let him get accustomed to the college game. And, and, and then you give him that opportunity on the weekend. I mean, he's already pitching in relief on the weekend, but I'm just saying starting. But uh, Jerzenbeck's a dude, man. The, the way – I'll tell you this. The way that I viewed Will Sanders – in 2021, when he was starting in the midweek and getting some spot relief appearances on the weekends, that's exactly how I view Eli Jerzenbeck. I, I think there's a great opportunity for Jers to, as soon as next year, be your Friday night guy. I mean, he's got the makeup. He's got the moxie. The stuff is incredible. Uh, I, I do see Jerzenbeck pitching on the weekends sooner rather than later at the University of South Carolina. The, the stuff's electric. The fastball jumps out of his hand. The breaking ball is incredible. He can locate it. He's got, again, that, that, that moxie, that cockiness, that confidence, that also quirkiness on the mound as well that really works for him. So I think as he continues to evolve, the stuff's going to get sharper. It's going to get better. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. Eli Jerzenbeck is an absolute freak. He's a dude, and I cannot wait to watch him pitch on Friday nights eventually because that's exactly where he is headed. Uh, let's see. Somebody asked. Let's let's see. Where is it at? Edmund. Edmund asked, should they move Will out of the Friday night spot? And I think what's interesting about that question, if you watched it on TV last night like I did, Kent Balknight brought this up, that – Will Sanders could potentially see himself get forced out of the rotation as a whole, as a whole. And I was just surprised to hear that from Kit Balknight. I was. I was surprised to hear that from Kit Balknight. I, 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 you know, he was just making the point there's so many guys throwing well right now. Noah Hall, Jack Mahoney, you know, James Hicks, Eli Jones threw well last night, Eli Jerzenbeck's throwing well. There's so many guys that could start. But I'll say this, Will Sanders is a little bit behind. He didn't pitch in the summer. He didn't pitch in the fall. So he's a little bit behind the other guys. We all know what type of talent Will Sanders has. He's a projected first rounder for a reason. He's a dude. Will Sanders is a certified dude, okay? And I understand the hint for him. I, I think one of the things – why this conversation even comes up, the expectations for Will are extremely high. I mean, was he at his best against Clem Sucks? No, he wasn't. But I think he still gave you six strong innings. And he suffered some bad breaks in that as well, some miscues in the field that made his line, I think, look a lot worse than it really was. But you look at like his starts like the week prior, the Friday prior, he went five innings pitched, no earned runs. I understand his pitch count wasn't great. But to insinuate that he's just thrown terribly this year, I think it's inaccurate. I, I just think it's flat out just inaccurate. Now, do I believe that if Noah Hall and Jack Mahoney continue to throw the baseball well and Will Sanders is struggling? Hey, if you need to make an adjustment, so be it. I believe in Will Sanders. I, I think Will Sanders... It might be this Friday. It might be next Friday as we start SEC play. I, I think Will Sanders is going to have one of those starts, though, where he shows 
this is why I'm your Friday guy. This is why. You know, he's got the stuff. He's got the make. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. And so, Will Sanders was your number one guy all throughout this summer, all throughout the fall, all throughout the spring. Guys, we are three weeks into the season. I don't think you budge off of that. I don't think you move off of that. Again, you reward guys for performing, and, you know, you have competition. That's a great thing. But if you start tinkering around and playing around with your starting rotation at this point, I think you just create more problems than are there. I think you create new problems that you don't have to create, that you don't need to create. Will Sanders is a stud. I think he'll get it rolling. He'll get it figured out. This Friday might be the Friday, and it might be next Friday. I don't know. But I don't think he's pitched poorly enough to lose his job or to lose his spot. That's the bottom line of all of this. Will Sanders has not pitched that poorly. I understand the expectations are for him to be a dude, to be, you know, one of those typical studs on a Friday night. I think he will. I think you'll see it. I believe in Will Sanders, and I think sooner rather than later, he will get it going. So I, I, I would not mess with it. I would not tinker with it. Hey, you're in a great position. You got a bunch of guys that are throwing the baseball well, that are fighting for innings on the weekend. You got a bunch of guys throwing it well, fighting for innings. That's a positive. That's a good thing. But I don't think it means you should start messing around with the lineup. I, or excuse me, start messing around with the uh, with the rotation. I, I don't see it. So I guess Mark Ryan, guys, is checked out for the day, which I know some of you are probably thrilled about that. I, I don't know either what. Excuse me, either way, uh, I don't believe Mark Ryan will be jumping on. Greg Bedinger says. You've been drinking that rabbit energy drink. I have not. I have not. I have not drank Rebel Rabbit in quite a while. Um, it, it's it's not terrible. It's it's okay. I, I just I'm rarely a person that wants to you know with that CBD stuff. I'm rarely a person that wants to you know be like the way it makes you feel is like you're glued to the cat. I mean, it's dude, it's 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 weed, right? So like the way you feel is like it chills you out immensely, right? Like it. When I drink it, it just makes me tired. Like, it really just makes me tired more than anything, I feel like. And I, that's, not a, that's not a feeling that I, I seek. You know what I mean? That's not a feeling that I seek out. So, Brian Dean says, a football question with Lavoisier Carroll out of football. Does the load fall back on Juju McDowell? Travi then responds, not sure Juju's an every down back. Brian Dean says, I hope that Mario Anderson from Newberry steps up. Uh, Brian, I fully, fully expect South Carolina to grab a running back from the transfer portal. With Lavoisier Carroll's, he is no longer playing football, which totally understand, and our prayers go out to Lavoisier Carroll dealing with the medical issues. It's an unfortunate situation, but it is something that happens. You look at the running back room. Mario Anderson transit transfers in from Newberry, right? Mario Anderson transfers in from Newberry. Juju McDowell? Returns. Outside of that, you know, Dontavius Braswell is a true freshman. You've got, you know, DJ Twitty over from, uh, you know, East Tennessee State, Turbo Miller from Columbia, uh, and everybody else are guys that have not played a single snap. I think you need to go grab a running back out of the portal. Absolutely. I I don't see Juju McDowell being an every down back. I mean, Mario Anderson from Newberry, he was fantastic at the D2 level. But I think you need to go grab a proven ball carrier. I think you absolutely do. 
I don't love the idea of coming into this season with Juju, a guy that is really good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good, but he's not an every down back. I don't think anybody believes he is. And then Mario Anderson, who has never played not just SEC football, hasn't played Division I football. And then Dontavious Braswell, who's a true freshman who, you know, has, has never touched a, a collegiate field. So I think it is important to go get a running back out of the portal, whether it's a Rocket Sanders, like John points out, or whether it's somebody else, but just go get somebody who is at minimum somewhat proven, right? They've played college ball before. They've played at this level. They've played Power 5 football before, and they've been productive. I think it's important you go solve that because, again, I just don't love the idea of coming in so unproven at the running back position in this 2023 season. Brian Dean says, Turbo Miller is interesting. Can we be honest, Brian? Can we be honest, right? The only guys who are realistically going to play at the running back position are Mario Anderson, Juju McDowell, and maybe Dontavious Braswell. Maybe. Maybe. That's it. That's the only guys who are realistically going to play. That is it. It's not a slight at the other guys, but guys, that's it's just keeping it a buck. It's just keeping it real. It's just keeping it real. So that's what you're working with right now. I think that's what you're working with right now. Um, Dwayne says, Porter running back, not important, but in a set. I think it is important, Dwayne. I think it is important. Um, I mean, you, you, you know, you're, you're not going to throw it every down. You need a good running back. And I'd hate to see us in a position where we're using our tight end as a running back. It, you know, it, with all this running back chatter and are we going to go to the portal or are we not, it really just comes back to man, Like, Marshawn Boyd screwed South Carolina. I mean, he absolutely screwed Gamecocks football. You know, I mean, I know it's over with, it's dumb. But, I mean, Marshawn Lloyd screwed USC. And I'm not saying hold a grudge or anything. What's done is done. But, you know, and we'll never know what happened behind the scenes. But that's just so unfortunate that we'll never know what happened. That's so unfortunate. It, it's just like... You know, we, we'd be talking about had he returned, you know, Marshawn Lloyd, what's he going to do in his junior year? He's going to be he's going to be Mr. All-Everything. He's going to be our, our, you know, our bell cow running back. There's no competition. And instead, he, he decides for whatever reason that uh, he needs to depart. And you know what it is, what it is, so be it, best of luck. But Marshawn Lloyd absolutely screwed Carolina. I mean, he just, he just did. There's no other way to put it. You can, you can sugarcoat it all you want. You can sugarcoat it and say – you know, he's a kid and he chose this for that, whatever. And he did. And that's all true. But he also screwed USC and he screwed Shane Beamer in the process. Bottom line, inner discussion. And I know that Shane Beamer's not the coach that, you know, he's not the coach that uh, recruited him and all that. I, dude, I don't know. Did Marshawn Lloyd love Marcus Satterfield? If he did, I have no clue why. But Marshawn Lloyd screwed USC. He screwed Shane Beamer. He screwed his teammates. And that's just unfortunate, man. It's just unfortunate. It's, it's, it's just unfortunate. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But now we're stuck here talking about, are we going to go to the portal and grab running? We shouldn't have to be talking about that. But, you know, again, welcome to the transfer portal era of college football. So, it, it, but, it, but it's weird. It's weird when a guy like that leaves who was going to be a no-doubt starter at his own team this year. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's strange. It's strange. It's strange. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Robbie, what's up, my friend? How are you? 
I am doing fantastic on this Wednesday after grabbing the dub against the Citadel. So uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing over there? And uh, where are you at again? I'm in Savannah. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I went on a mission trip in Savannah. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. I had yeah, man. I on a mission trip in Savannah. It was great. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm uh, um, it's cool. I'm doing well, though. I'm doing really well. Having, having us a day. First, I got two things, and then I'm going to try to make this quick. Hmm. One, I do, I do believe, like you do, that at some point in – um, Jerzen Beck's career, he will be a weekend starter for sure. Okay. I think, I think he has, he has, he has the, uh, stuff as you like to say, he definitely has got the pitches to be a, 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 a weekend guy. And I think that. I think that um, at some point, like you said about about Sanders, right? Sanders has got the stuff, right? But I noticed while watching him pitch Friday against Clemson that they were kind of, sort of, they were, they were, they were not, not sort of, but they were definitely. Um, sitting on the fastball, and anytime he threw a fastball, they crushed it. They were all over his fastball. You are right. They were aggressive. I mean, give them credit. I mean, it's, you know. They were creaming the absolute dog mess out of his fastball. They were. Now, me personally, if I knew even how to throw any pitches, the only two pitches I know how to throw is a regular fastball and a two-seam fastball. That's it. But if I knew how to throw any other pitches, I'd be like, okay, my fastball's not working. I'm going to try to do something else. Because they were sitting <clears> on <throat> this fastball. Right. Well, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I, I'll just say this, too. Um, again, you look back at that Friday night against Clem Sucks. First pitch of the game, they hit right. out. I, I'm, not, I'm not holding Will, Sounder, Will, Will Sanders. I mean, does it go on his line? Absolutely. But, I mean, it's the first pitch of the game, right. bro. You're, you're trying to just get the game going, get a strike. Hey, you, you take that risk, throw it down the middle, and if they hit it, so be it. Most guys aren't going to swing at the first pitch. So I think you got to give a lot of credit to that guy for putting a really, really good swing on the first pitch of the game. So he gives up that run, and then he gives up another. But, I mean, I think, what, two or three? I think three of the runs, they should have never scored. They were due to fielding blunders. So, and, and you know, he gave up a lot of hits. Yeah. Like, he gave up a lot of hits. I, I think, again, that, that goes to show, again, the fastball was getting hit. But – you know, I just don't think he pitched as poorly as, as some have made it out. And, and I'll just say this. You have to trust your fastball as a pitcher. Right. If, you, if, you, if you go away from it – now, I, you know, pitching backwards, you can do that. But if, if you get to a situation, a point where you don't feel like you can throw your fastball, then you're, you're done. You're done. you got to be able to trust the fastball. So, I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even really have a lot of issue the way he threw against Clem Sucks. I mean, I, you know – I think you have to give them some credit. I know we don't like giving them any credit, but you do have to give them some credit for uh, the way they attacked him. And, you know, it's uh, – he'll make the adjustment. He'll make the adjustment. I, I think more importantly yeah. than anything, the location of the fastball was not great. The location wasn't great. Um, I think you got to keep throwing it. But when you throw 95 miles an hour, you keep throwing it. But um, he should get sharper. He should get sharper. He should get better. And I, I, I fully expect it. But, you know, it, it's to insinuate that he was just terrible – 
<clears throat> in that game Friday. I, no, I he wasn't terrible. Yeah. No, I'm not, not. I'm not saying you. I'm he just saying in, in general, folks that are insinuating. And I, I, I wouldn't agree right. with that necessarily. I wouldn't agree with that. Right. And I definitely, and this is probably a major stretch, but I'm bringing up the game, the basketball game for tonight. Okay. I definitely think that we can beat Old Miss. You can call me crazy. You can call me cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I think we can beat Old Miss. I think we're. I think. I think we'll at least win tonight and then lose the next time we play. Okay. If you can somehow win one game in the conference tournament, I mean, Robbie, Robbie, we we. I, I'm picking us to beat. I'm picking us to beat Ole Miss, but I tell you this. Tennessee will just destroy <laughs> us tomorrow, and I, I maybe I maybe I'm the reverse jinx this team yeah. needs because I said that during football season and it worked out well. But I mean, Tennessee is a team that has beaten you by forty yeah. plus twice. I, I don't I don't see that. Yeah, they've beaten us by yeah. a combined of like eighty something points in two games. But uh, yeah, I mean, we really honestly, I I tell the guys like you got nothing to lose. Go out there and just play. Don't play uptight. Just go out there and just play, and whatever happens, happens. Because in any sport, if you play tight, you're gonna you're gonna fudge things up, and it's mm. gonna be even worse. Just go out there and play and have fun. Right. You're getting to play in a conference tournament. Yeah. I mean, Robbie. Yeah, hey, I Robbie. Robbie. Here's a here's a great way to look at it, my friend. I, I'll tell you this tonight. Tonight's a win-win either way because one of two results will take place. Either South Carolina men's basketball is going to win, which, great, we love that, <laughs> and they're going to advance in the yeah. SEC tournament, or, get this, right. get this, South Carolina men's basketball is going to lose, and the season's over. So it's really a win-win. We have nothing to lose. It's a win-win <laughs> either way. That's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> I mean, that's truly. Yeah, I mean, either, either we either win, way. which we love, or the season mercifully comes to an end. I, I see both results as wins. Hole. Yeah, I see both results as wins. <laughs> so we can't lose tonight. What a, what a spot to be in. We can't lose. We can't lose tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want us to win. But even though, yeah, we're probably going to wind up playing Tennessee if we win and getting our brain speed in again. But – and also – did you hear about what speaking of tournaments? Did you hear what Boston said after we won the conference uh, championship? Did you hear what she said? I don't think I did. What she said? She basically guaranteed that South Carolina was going to win the national title. Yeah, what she said? She said that like we're going to win the national title. Like we're going to we're good enough to do that, and we're going to prove it. Okay, I didn't know she said that. We got any quote checkers out there that can check Robbie Davis? I, I didn't know she said that. I saw it on. Um, I saw it on. Uh, I think I saw it. I either saw it on. I think I saw it on the Gamecock app. I can't. Remember. I think that's where I saw it. I'll double check. But um, I absolutely like. With with the players that Lamont Paris has, 
I absolutely commend him for this year because we honestly, in my opinion, won more games overall than I thought we were going to win. I was, I, I honestly thought we were going to maybe win five and we wound up winning like 10 or 11, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, I, like I have said, you were you were picked to finish dead last in the league, and you you are the 12 seed in the tournament. So, I mean, it's a small victory, but it is a victory. I mean, you did overachieve. If we just go purely off of the preseason expectations. By the way, Dwayne said that uh, right. she said, "quote Our goal is to win the national championship, and we will." End quote. So, so basically, she guaranteed it. It's interesting how like a comment like that. Probably, I mean, dude, unless we like, unless I post it or somebody posts it or whatever, like, it's probably not even going to get any attention. But, like, if Spencer Rattler said that, oh, God, dude, things would go crazy. Oh. It's interesting. Oh, like, like, I always, this is kind of a side <laughs> note, but it's like, I, there's a lot of times I'll hear a quote, like, in a baseball presser or a basketball. And I'm like, if that same quote was said in for football by a football guy or a football coach, it'd go nuts. It'd go nuts. It'd go nuts. So it's just it goes to show again it's that football's football's king and it moves the needle. But no, yeah, that's I mean, listen, I even if anybody wanted to balk at that and you know, you're guaranteeing they win the national title. I mean, why wouldn't you? The Gamecocks are literally minus two hundred to win it. They they are literally the betting favorite to win it all. And I mean, yeah. So it's national championship or bust, I mean, man. Who else sure. are you gonna pick? I don't know, Who else Robbie. Really, you think has a chance at winning? Uh, I, I think I don't know. on the gambling side, I mean, I think you saw like Stanford. I think is up there. Maybe Maryland, UConn. Stanford's, I don't Stanford's know. I mean, pretty good. UConn's always going to yeah. get a chance. UConn. UConn's always going to get a chance. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, and and. To the running back thing, and this is the last thing that I'm going to get off of here, okay? I swear. Yeah. But to Lavoisier Carroll, prayers to Lavoisier Carroll for sure. I don't like to say we don't know what's going on, but prayers up for Lavoisier Carroll, okay? I don't care who the starting running back is. I don't care if it's somebody from the portal. I don't give a, I don't give a damn. Just get somebody that's going to get positive yards every time he has the damn ball. And in my opinion, just like you said before I called in, I do not – just like you, I do not think that um, – uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, gummit, I'm having a brain fart again. Uh, Dowell is not a every down back or however – Yeah, Juju McDowell. Yeah, yeah, no, Juju McDowell is not a yeah. – Yeah, McDowell is not a – he's not an every down back. He's more of a – third and inches kind of guy. He's not he's not an every down back. But there's all there's a lot of running backs that aren't every down backs. There's not just Juju McDowell. And I'm really curious with everything going on in the running back room who is really going to step up and say, I am the starting running back. We still got, we still got a little bit. So we'll, we'll find out 
when uh, when the season gets closer. So. Yeah, it'll be an interesting position battle during the spring. But again, I, I think South Carolina is going to go out and going to going to get a a, a back from the portal. I, I think so. I really, I really yeah, do believe. I wouldn't so. be surprised at that either. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get over here. You have a great rest of your trip in Savannah. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much, Robbie. You're the man. We'll talk soon. For sure. For sure. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Guys, we are going to jump into another break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 as I get the mic here situated. We are on the road this week. Appreciate you guys rolling with the punches. Want to continue to hear from you, like I said. Um, Yeah, excited to be on the road and doing this remote. Apologies today for the crazy, crazy technical issues. I have no idea sometimes. Again, technology is just... Great until it isn't. It's great until it isn't. Travis says we need a beefier dude for third and inches unless you pull out plays like well, we, we had against Clem. Sucks. You can't always expect that. Um, I, I just say this again. By the way, BPI chance to win. Ole Miss is an 81% chance to get the dub tonight. They are six and a half point favorites. Gamecocks are plus 250. If our guy Dalton wants to throw some, throw some, uh, throw some cash on the Gamecocks to get the W. Um, Will Hall says, I generally don't know how the portal works in this situation. Can someone in it be picked up at any point? Can someone be picked up at any point, uh, like pick up someone desperately in July? Yeah, I mean, I think Will, there, there are certain times that it's open and that it's not. So, for example, the portal's closed right now. That's why you're not hearing any news in the transfer portal. It reopens May the 1st, right? So, it does close again. Skyland, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing well. What's going on? You still on air? I'm still on air, my guy. It's 140, isn't it? Yeah, I'll just call it in. <laughs> I, I think this is the game we lose tonight. I just, uh, Upstate's a good, a good club. Uh, you know, I just feel like it might be one of these weekday games we do we do, we do drop. Uh, I still expect to win. Right. But if we did lose, I wouldn't be mad because Upstate is a pretty good club. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I won't be mad when we lose our first midweek game. I just think, unfortunately, you have to kind of chalk it up to, you know, baseball is a crazy game. You know, I mean, look at last night, Boston. Dude, that that Tennessee. I don't know if you saw any of that Tennessee Boston College game, but what a game! I mean, that was crazy. And you know, Tennessee loses to Boston College. Is their season over? Are they, you know, are they are they donezo? Right? Are they cooked? I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, it's just, baseball's a crazy game, man. And if I got, if I get a second, I want to explain myself to you and your viewers of how I view baseball and my philosophy of how I judge the Gamecocks, so maybe can, people can get a complete, better understanding of when we lose or when we win, mm-hmm. uh, why I flip out so much, and maybe people you can understand it better. I know in college baseball, you're not going to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. I, I I get it. You're just not, but. I just feel like with the way we win ball games, it's just going to come to a place in time where we're going to start losing because 
Like I give you an example. Last night we have fourteen strikeouts, four home runs, and nine at base hits. If we don't hit home runs last night, do we win that ball game? And I, I just feel like there's going to be a, a, a place and a time where you're getting into better competition and better play. You know, you're not going to, you know, get the home get the home runs or get the walks or you know, you're not going to get that to help you win. So I feel like we we need to be a better base hitting team instead of being a oh, let's hope we hit homers and let's get Walt team. And that's why I flip out because if we don't hit home runs and we don't get Walt, we struggle to get on base and, and to win games. And I just feel like we just need to be a better base hitting ball club. Well, I, I'll just say the positive that I've seen to, you know, the, the point you're talking about, though, I, I will say that I think one of the reasons this team is walking so much is because they're a much more patient team. So – I think you do have to give some credit to we're, we're not getting ourselves into a lot of bad counts because we're not swinging at bad pitches. You know, we are much more patient. Um, and, again, that in turn, I think, is leading to longer at-bats and leading to uh, more productive at-bats. And, you know, some of those walks and guys getting on base that you're mentioning. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it does kind of look like, you know, that we're a ball club, Skyland, that, you know, we – and I mean, I think this would go for any team. Like, I don't think there's any team out there that you're going to say – you know, they're worse when they're hitting home runs. Every team's better when they're hitting home runs. Every single team in college baseball, right? So, um, you know, are we better when we're hitting home runs? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Can we still score when we don't hit home runs? I think that's the question that I think I still have. But it's hard for me to take it away from our team when we have a night, we hit four or five bombs on a night. It's like, well, we did it. You know what I mean? It's it's We did it. So, I think all we can do is kind of see how it continue how it progresses offensively. And uh, you, you need to be able to be productive in other ways when you get an SEC play, obviously, that's no doubt. But, uh, you know, right now you're doing enough offensively. To your point, I don't think it, it would shock me if the Gamecocks dropped this game tonight. But I certainly am not expecting it. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I won't even predict it. Uh, I expect Matthew Becker, especially on the bump, to have a big-time rebound performance and uh, yeah, he's only going to go two innings tonight anyway. So Yeah, I, I figured you'd probably be Johnny Holstaff tonight. I figured that would probably be the case. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I also didn't expect us to hit 330 this year or anything. So we're, we're not perfect, but many teams in college baseball aren't. Like, even if we do win every game with home runs, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I just feel like, when we go run into better competition, we need to find different ways to win. Right. Well, I mean, you think about it. You think about it. It's it's the reason why, or it's one of the reasons why, you know, you think about those teams in the mid-2000s with Smoke, Havens, Disher, Darnell. I mean, they never even got to Omaha. Why? Why? It's because when you get into postseason play and you face better competition, you see the best pitching you've seen all year, the home run ball will come and go, right? It's like hitting threes in basketball. It's like, um, you know, anything else, it'll, it'll come and go, right? Can, can you still be productive when it's not there? And uh, those teams struggle with that. Those teams struggle with that. So that'll be the challenge for this ball club, certainly. And, you know, but I, I will say, though, Skyler, and I don't know if you disagree, this team, it doesn't feel like 2021 to me, where no. that team truly was feast or famine. It was either we're hitting bombs or we're not. I don't think this team is to that level, with the home run ball, 
I think you've just got – I mean, listen, you've just got certain guys in your lineup that they hit home runs. I mean, Gavin Cassis, he's a bomb or he's not. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? He's – I don't know exactly what his stat line was last night, but nine of his, like, 15 hits or something have gone for homers. I mean, he's – when normally when he's making solid contact, it's leaving the ballpark, right? But outside of that, I don't really feel like we are – you know, I, I don't. I don't feel like we are one-dimensional to that level offensively. Just my opinion, right? And I'm glad we're winning. And I, like I said, I I have my concerns for next year too because we lose a lot of pitching next year. Uh, I just hope that uh, we can hit the portal next season. But I'm having fun. It's probably the funnest I've ever had with, in the Mark Keaton era. I'm enjoying the wins, mm-hmm. and I hope they continue. Uh, out like I'll give you another point, and I'm not trying to bash the Citadel or or any of their players or you know because some some schools do have good pitchers, but we only had two hits going into the like the the, the sixth inning last night, I believe. And I just feel like when when you're playing schools like the Citadel, you should be able to hit them easily. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll say this, though. You know, you give some credit to the Citadel and Blake Cooper and, you know, the guys they were throwing. But, I mean, I hear you, man. Listen, Skyline, I I, uh, I love you. I love your passion for Gamecocks baseball. I, I know you're a Gamecocks baseball fan that's Omaha or bust, and it, it won't be good enough until we get there. So, I respect that. I respect the expectations. I respect the realism. But um, Even if know. we make it to Omaha, I just hope we can, we can be able to uh, learn how to hit the gaps. Because Omaha is not a friendly, a home run friendly, friendly park. And you know what? It's about time to see the Gamecocks back in Omaha. So hopefully we, we make it. Hey, I'm right there with you, my guy. Trust me. I'm right there with you. Hey, if we, if we make it to the championship series, you best believe I'm driving to Omaha and I'll pick you up on the way up there. Yeah, we, TSUS will be live from Omaha if the Gamecocks are there. There's no question. Absolutely yeah. no question. <laughs> no question here either. I have not missed another championship run. Yeah. Anyway, I hope we win tonight. Uh, I expect to win tonight, like you said. But also, I just want to put it, if we do lose, I wouldn't be mad. They're a good ball club. Mm-hmm. But I do expect to win tonight. I expect to win this weekend. And I expect to go into Georgia with one loss. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's – I think maximum two losses. I'll say that. I mean, I think you'll be sixteen and two at worst. So, you'll be listen. You'll be set up. You'll be set up. Lots of momentum. You'll be set up well to start SEC play with a bang, and then we'll, you know that'll be a whole different set of uh, you know those will be whole different conversations, right? That we'll be having because that's really when the real when the real season begins. So, I, I got a uh, question. I, I can't find the answer. Maybe you have the answer. Mm-hmm. I've been really impressed with Austin Williamson. Like we, you saw him the opening weekend, and he was absolutely shut down, and he's been shut down all preseason. I mean, he just yeah. is the coaches are high, but you haven't seen him anymore. So, do you have any updates there? No, I have nothing on Williamson. I mean, I I think I you know I haven't heard anything on you know I think he's still healthy, obviously, and they're going to use him, but it's just a crowded bullpen, man. There's a lot of guys. I mean, imagine if Ricky Williams and Kimball didn't get hurt. Imagine that. You know what I mean? So it's just a crowded bullpen, man. A lot of a lot of quality arms, and maybe, maybe you see him tonight. Wouldn't be surprised you saw him tonight. Right. Uh, big shout out to French, and uh, yeah. I did like I did like what Keaton did 
with the outfield, no, no shame to Evan Stone. I'm glad he's a Gamecock, but I just think at going forward, you, you you're better offensively at Dylan Brewer at center field than you are Stem Evan Stone. Yeah, center field. Yeah, I mean, because I, I I was talking about this earlier, Skyline. I mean, you think about it. Dylan Brewer was a two fifteen hitter for Clemson last year, but I mean, which is not great at all, obviously. But I don't, better, I don't, I don't think Evan Stone's going to hit two fifteen. I mean, I, I think he's like a one fifty no. kind of hitter. Like I, I, I just so I definitely think Brewer's going to give you more offensive production over the long haul, no question. And I'm just, I'm just curious what they do with Compton comes back because yeah, it seems like it seems like Compton's going to be your right footer when he comes back healthy. So what they do with Petri? Well, Petri's definitely got to stay in the lineup. There ain't no question. Yeah, they're not taking him out the lineup. Yeah. So, I, is Holgren going to be the odd man out if he don't get it together? Or is it? I don't know, man. I don't know. Could you move uh, Petri to third, Lecroy to DH? I don't I just, know. Hornung to the outfield and force. I don't, don't know. Don't be surprised if Lecroy gets the day off today. He is battling an injury. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about it or not. No, I, I mean, I figured he's probably beat up a little bit, but no, I have not. Yeah, he is beat up. He, he ain't nothing serious. It's just a bunch of so, so, soreness. So don't be surprised if he does get a day off. Right. Yeah. Which, so. Indeed. I want to see Braswell there today. Maybe it'd be maybe cool to see Braswell. Maybe Braswell. My goodness. My goodness. What a crazy But situation. the way it looks like, if, if he gets a night off, I think. Petri slides the third, or maybe Kevin Madden gets to start at night. It'll be interesting. Well, Skyland, I appreciate you, my guy. Of course, we'll be watching it tonight. But uh, anyway, this yeah. weekend's prediction a sweep. Yeah, I, I think no doubt. I mean, I you know, no disrespect to Bethune Cookman, but it's yeah, shouldn't be any issues in Carolina getting the sweep this weekend. No, I'm actually excited for next weekend. SEC's opening. Yeah, series. yeah, at Georgia, man, that'll be a fun one. It'll be a very fun one. Always. Anyway, be safe. Uh, I hope we win tonight and we keep winning. And no matter if it's about a long ball or not, I hope we just win. Indeed. Skyland, I appreciate you, my guy. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Later. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Skyland. I see my guy tuned in. What's going on, my guy? We need to do one of these one day, my guy, from the old cigar lounge. I'd be down. Let's do it from the cigar lounge. Travi says, like you said on Stone, why is he not laying down a bun every game? Yeah, I, I, you know, you would think with Evan Stone utilize the speed, and uh, he hasn't really done that yet. So I, I don't know. What do I know, man? I'm just sitting here on this couch talking, talking Gamecock, shooting the shit. Anyways, guys, got less than 10 minutes to go. We'll just run through the rest of this thing. No more breaks. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Joey, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Just hanging out. What's up? Oh, uh, man, I, I just got a bad feeling about that Bethune Cookman. Got a I bad feel like feeling about Bethune Cookman? Yeah, I mean, that is something telling me this could be a trap game. Hey, maybe it will be, my friend. Uh-huh. I mean, we got we got upstate tonight first. We got upstate tonight first, but uh, who knows? Maybe it'll, yep. maybe it'll be a crazy weekend, man. Baseball's a funny game. That it is, my friend. All three of my both boys play, so I, I know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a wild but, game. Um, man. I do have one more question for you, and this, mm. it might be a dumb question, but I just don't know how it all works. But mm. when Oklahoma and Texas, when they come into the SEC, 
Mm-hmm. Now, there ain't going to be any, like, the Notre Dame deal where, you know, a couple of sports comes or they, they leave and coming all together. They're coming all together, yeah. Oklahoma and Texas, I think, will completely transition to the SEC. Because, I mean, we've talked about it, what it means for not just football, but basketball, baseball. So, yeah, all there'll be a, an SEC institution from there on out. They've they, everything across the board. So we will so we will play Oklahoma and Texas in baseball, which will be a lot of fun. So I got you. Well, that's all I had. But um have a good one and no gang talk. Joey, I appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much for the call. Have a great rest of your day. Great stuff from Joey in Hartsville, I believe. Great stuff from Joey in Hartsville, I believe. Shout out to Joey. Really, really good stuff. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Also, all those who are in the Big Cock Club Discord. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you all greatly. Um, so, how many of you all do you think will go to the spring game? Will a lot of you all go to the spring game? How many of you all are already excited for the spring game? Guys, just stay tuned for tomorrow. We're going to do, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the exact schedule for tomorrow in regards to how will travel affect the podcast, how will it affect the Daily Crow. Are we going to do everything as normal? Just, again, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. Because, again, I'm on the road, on the road for the week. Um, It's just that time of year, man. It's just that time of year. So, Brennan M., last time with the band homies. Last time with the band homies. Indeed, my friend. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. So, Brendan, you're playing the spring game. Okay, that's awesome. Eugene's going to go to the spring game. I'm sure, dude, I, I, I would imagine the spring game will be packed out yet again. The spring game will be packed out yet again. Uh, by the way, guys, Mark Ryan on the Fan Upstate, I will be joining him at 440. Be joining Mark Ryan over at the Fan Upstate at 440. Looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, be sure to tune in. Robbie Davis texts in. Said it's Robbie. I'm definitely one way or another going to the spring game. Go Gamecocks. And to heck with Clem Sucks. Indeed. Love that. Uh, Eugene says he's going to be there all weekend, all the way from North Carolina. Will Corb, you know, from Dirty Myrtle. Will from Dirty Myrtle is going to the spring game. No doubt. Will, hope to also see you at the spring tour at Carolina Ale House, my friend. We're going to have us a good time. We're going to have us a very, very good time. So, looking forward to it. Again, guys, thank you all for always being flexible, man, rolling with the punches. I know that, uh, you know, obviously no show yesterday and, and things just kind of, you know, we're always making adjustments and everything. I just appreciate you all. I appreciate you all, your love, your support for uh, sticking by us and, you know, just, again, rolling with the punches and being flexible. So let's jump back to the phone lines. And somebody hung up. Call was coming in from Greenville. If you want to call back in, you're more than welcome. But, again, thank you all so much for always being flexible uh, showing love and support no matter what, and to just stay tuned the rest of the week. Things might uh, – we might call some audibles on the rest of the week. I'm not exactly sure. Of course, no TDC on Friday. You already know that, but tomorrow is the only day that's sort of – that's sort of up in the air, if you will. So, only day that's up in the air. But a uh, big one tonight, Gamecocks taking on Ole Miss in the SEC tournament. USC Upstate will be a really, really fun game, a challenging game. I'm excited to see Matthew Becker – Bounce back from his weekend performance against Clemson Sucks, which was 
you know, very, very uncharacteristic for Becker. That, that one really surprised me. Um, but yeah, man, outside of that, I'm looking forward to those games and, um, stay tuned to all of our content on social media. Obviously we're, we're, we're rolling. The content just continues to roll no matter what. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if the, the Mark Ryan Greenville drive feud continues. I saw Mark repost a video last night of the crowd. I'm just like, Mark, just, just leave it be my friend. Just leave it be Greg Benger. You're going to the spring game. Love it. Love it. Again, appreciate my Rippers for allowing me to post up in the Ripper Cave. Love it. Always love coming down to Rip City and doing the thing. <laughs> Always love it. Always love it, for sure. Coming down to the old Rip City. Um, what else do we have going on? I'm trying to think. Anything specifically. Stay tuned, guys, when the next live stream watch-alongs will take place. I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen. I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen. I, I thought they were a massive success, though, over the weekend for the Clem Sucks games. Um, we might do it the weekend of the Georgia series, so next weekend. We might do it for the Georgia series. I'm not exactly sure if we will, uh, but there's a chance. There's a chance for sure, so, again, just stay tuned for it. And um, – yeah, guys, just want to end this by saying thank you all so much again for the love and support. I, I know I say it over and over, but, you know, truly this, this journey, the growth of the business and the growth of, of your, yours truly personally has been something that, you know, it's, it's been, and I told the, this to the guys on the Agoji podcast that I went on, that it's been, it's been really interesting seeing that as business has grown and as content has grown and as merchandise, everything all encompassing as TSUS has grown, I've, grown as well and I, I've had to grow I've had to grow as a human being if I hadn't grown as a human being this business would not have grown it would have continued to flourish and so it's it's been a really really cool journey and it's been really again it's been a lot of fun and uh I just want to say thank you all so much you know I, I'm, I'm not a perfect human being and there have been times where you know we've gotten into our spats on social it, it's why you don't see me get into spats on social media anymore because I know that it doesn't serve me. And more importantly, it doesn't serve any of you either. None of you follow me to see me getting spats with, with Joe Blow 87 on, on Twitter or getting spats with just unnecessary arguments, if you will. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's all about serving you guys and the end consumer and fans of this show and supporters and, and, and putting out as much value into the universe as we absolutely can. And so that's what I focus on on a day-in, day-out basis, and I appreciate y'all rocking with that. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Thank y'all so much. Uh, again, just stay tuned to the rest of the week. I'm not exactly sure what the rest of the week is going to look at or look like, I should say. But, uh, again, always a blast. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Go Cox. Beat Ole Miss. Beat USC Upstate. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Y'all take care.